This is the Book of Mormon for you. A daily dose of scripture thoughts by us kids to help us develop a love for the Book of Mormon to last a lifetime. All right. Hi, everybody. I am in Alabama right now with some of my niece and nephews and I got them together with my kids and I thought maybe what we would do is a special kind of round table where I ask them some questions we have a little discussion hopefully this works out and makes the cut maybe not we'll see but okay so we have I'm Reese and I live in Georgia and I'm 13 years old I'm Presley I live in Illinois and I'm 13 years old I'm what and I'm eight years old. I'm Ryder, I live in Georgia, and I'm 15 years old. I'm Mason, I'm 16. I'm Beckham, and I'm nine years old. All right, cool. Okay, so first I want to start with Wyatt and Beckham. I have a question for you guys. Sometimes when your mom or dad or primary teacher ask you to say the prayer, do you sometimes get like a kind of like ugh feeling? Like you don't want to say the prayer? Sometimes. Okay, so Beckham, what is something you can do when you feel like that? Probably like try and think of something happy and think of what I can get from it. And what can you get from it? Like if you pray about someone and they, if you're praying about someone, they actually are, stay better. Like if they're sick and you pray about them, they them getting better or something you get from it. Yeah, you can help people. What about you, Wyatt? I like doing the prayer. <laughs> Good boy. You know, if you volunteer to say the prayer in young men or young women's, then your future spouse gets hotter. That's what I was told. I, I'll, I'll, I think when, <laughs> when, when we choose to say the prayer, it'll strengthen our testimonies and it'll bring us closer to God and we'll have a closer relationship with Him. And if we do it in a happy way, then we'll, like Beckham said, we'll get more from it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Why do you think sometimes you don't feel like praying? Because that happens to me too. You're too tired. Maybe you're tired. You've had I a long day. It's a bunch of excuses that you're giving yourself because Satan doesn't want you to get the blessings or pray. Yes. Good. Awesome. Okay. It could also be you like when you're mad or sad, you don't want to do it. You just want to be by yourself. You don't want to do anything really when you're mad or sad. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. So last week in Come Follow Me, why does it say we need to be born again instead of just saying you need to repent of your sins and be clean or something like that? Mace? Well, if you're being reborn, you don't have a past or you don't remember a past. So you don't have anything to be ashamed of or like feel like you need to fix. How do you know if you're born again instead of just like forgiven? You never did the stuff if you were reborn. So it's like it never happened? Like it never happened. Yes, and I think it has something to do with the condition of your heart. What do you think, Ryder? Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you could be forgiven of your sins and still be really tempted by those things. But when you're born again, you're not tempted by that stuff anymore. Like the people in... King Benjamin's time, they had no more disposition to do evil. They didn't want to make mistakes anymore. What do you think, Wyatt? It's like setting a goal and trying to start a new life and be better. Exactly. Yes. Brilliant. 
Okay, here's a hard one that this is something everyone in the world asks all the time. And it's, why do bad things happen to good people? Presley. I think because that's how we learn. Good people can take the trials and the bad things and make them into something better. But we're taught bad things happen when you make bad choices and good things happen when you make good choices. So what if you're doing all these good choices and something bad still happens to you? Wyatt? He does it for you to be tested and see if you still go to the good side of heaven and so you're tested to where you go. Right. Good job. So why then over and over it says in the Book of Mormon, if you keep my commandments, you'll prosper in the land. What if you join the church and you lose your job and your family disowns you and all of a sudden you have no money? Reese? So I feel like trials and bad things happen to good people because it'll make us stronger and it'll help our testimonies grow and everybody has to go through trials. That's just part of life. And so it's better when we have an understanding and we have faith and we'll get through them easier because they're going to happen anyway. Are these kids not brilliant? Presley? I also think that if only good things ever happened to good people, they wouldn't know if they would still be a good person if a bad thing happened to them because it it's like what Wyatt said when he said it was a test. If something bad happens to a good person, would they stay on the right path? Would they still keep the commandments or would it take them over? Because we wouldn't know if they were fully a good person if they didn't have to be tested. Brilliant! Okay, so if a good thing happened every time you made a good choice and a bad thing happened every time you made a bad choice, what would that world be like? It wouldn't be a fun life to work. I think it'd be pretty fun because I would always make good choices. Well, if you made a mistake and you didn't think about it and you did something bad, then you automatically go to the bad side and then yeah. your life would be horrible and miserable and you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that great blessing to repent for what you did bad. Right. That is a good point. What, what would our lives be like if we never got the opportunity to repent? Ryder. Boring. It would be boring. What would our relationship with the Lord be like if we never got to repent? It wouldn't be as strong. Would we even have a relationship? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we would. Just forget about him. That's like one of the main ways we communicate with the Lord is through repentance. And that's how we get cool experiences and see cool things. There would be no reason for talking to him. So we wouldn't need help with anything. Right. If everything just happened, you just always had everything you needed and everything was fine all the time, you wouldn't even try to have a relationship with the Lord. Man, you guys are so smart. I thank you. I know. So here's one. I was reading when the church announced that some wards are going to start going back soon. There was a surprising amount of people that were like upset and sad and mad and like, no way, man, we're going to stay going to home church. We like home church better. And I really have liked home church, but why is it important for us to go back? Why can't we just have home church forever? Wyatt? Because we need to see other people, and it takes longer, and you need to learn more. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, Beck? We need to see things from a different perspective, and we need to be able to see what people are going through and like see what we need to pray about. Um, yeah, I made him. You are brilliant. Oh my goodness, all you guys are so smart. Anyone else? Reese? I agree with Beck because we need to see what other people are going through, but also it can help us strengthen our testimonies if we like hear input from other people and what they have to say. And it'll grow our testimonies when we have, when we can see things from different sides. 
Right. Okay, so in Mosiah, it says that when the people were gathered at the waters of Mormon and it was asking why they wanted to be baptized, what were some of the things we promised to do? Bear one another's burdens. Yes. What else? Bear your testimony. Yep. Bear the name of Christ. Mourn with mourn, do mourn. Mourn with mourn, do mourn. Exactly, Mm -hmm. Mason. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Mourn with those who mourn. Can we do those things if we're at our houses with our families all the time? Nope. No. No. It says in the scriptures over and over, we are commanded to gather together oft in fasting and prayer. The Lord wants us to be a community. I think also that some people don't have crazy experiences because you can't have an experience without fully believing in it because you might just think it's a coincidence. If you're not looking, then you might not see it if it happens. And without knowing that people have experiences, you wouldn't know that you're having one. Hearing other people, things that have happened to them and things they've heard and read in the scriptures, that can help us, I guess, see the scriptures in a different way and be able to have more experiences. Perfect. What about the difference between hearing something from one of your cool young women's or young men's leaders compared to hearing the exact same thing from your parents? They have different experiences. Maybe we haven't heard before, but we've heard a lot of stories from our parents. And I think a lot of kids look up to people in their youth groups, and so hearing it from them, it's like who you kind of want to be. Yes. Okay, so the prophet's wife, Wendy, said... Make a sacrifice to the Lord and then be prepared to be surprised. God is a great compensator. And compensator is like the person who pays you. So what kind of sacrifice could you guys make so that the Lord could surprise you with the greatness of the blessings that he gives you? Wyatt. You can teach a chapter of the Book of Mormon to people. Yeah, teaching people things from the scriptures. Doing missionary things. Definitely. Definitely. What else? Fasting for people. You have to go a whole day without food, but it's always worth it for the person that you're fasting for and getting those blessings. Do you feel closer to the people that you fast for after you have sacrificed for them? Yeah, definitely. I agree. What else? Reese. I think paying your tithing is hard because it's just like, oh, that's my money. Because I started working this year and... It's really hard to take out all my hard-earned money and pay tithing on it. But I, if I think to myself, like, I only have this money because he allowed me to get this job and he's allowed me to get up every morning and work hard for my money and everything I have is because of him and he's only asking for 10% of that back. So I think when I pay my tithing, I know that I'm doing something good for myself and for my church and I know that it is the right thing to do. That's awesome. Also, like you said, he gave you the body that you use to work, the brain that helps you work, the time, the job, the everything, and he asks for 10% back. And then when you get 10% back, he gives you like 100% more. We never get ahead. Yeah. Which is why we should just give up. No. (laughs) Anything else? Any other sacrifices you guys can think of? Um, Maybe like giving up your phone screen time or something and then you'll notice like stuff that's happening and people that you know yeah i didn't have my phone for like two months and i noticed that i was hanging out with my family more and it felt good to and to start all these projects with my family that we continue now so now that you have your phone back what's the relationship with your phone going to be like now that you've had that experience well i don't really use it as much as i used to before 
lost it. How can you make sure that you remember what you learned from that? Well, if I use a screen time or something to limit my time use, I'll remember that when I run out of time, I'm like, oh, I have family to go hang out with. Yeah, that's true. I had an experience just this past couple weeks. I feel like I wake up and then it's bedtime again. Like I've never had my life go by so fast as it goes now. It's just gone. Every day is gone before it even starts. And I was kind of pondering about it and praying about it, like why I can't hold on to time. And the feeling that I got was that it's my phone. Because I fill every minute, every minute goes by so much faster. Because I was thinking when I was a kid, time went by way slower. Like the summer when I was a kid feels like a year does now. It, it goes by so, so fast. And so then I thought, okay, I'm going to try to not be on my phone so much, and it's hard. But I was at a drive-thru, like, that day, and I went to get it out to just, like, while I'm waiting in line, and I thought, no, I'm just going to wait in line. And I put my phone away, and I just kind of looked around, and the time did go by much slower. (laughs) But I also thought of things that I hadn't thought of before, and I kind of got some ideas that I wanted to do and whatever, and I just thought, it's okay. This is something that I want more of. I want my life to slow down. What do you guys think about that? All you have to do is just break your phone. Break my phone. <laughs> just, just yeet your phone off the roof. Yeet my phone off the roof. Yeah, Perfect. I think just that like apps like TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat, you get on it and you forget like time, especially when you're just scrolling through those things and yeah. you just lose track. Okay, so I'm going to end that right there. Sorry, it's a little long. There's another half that I'm going to play on Monday. They really taught me so many things. It's really good. So don't miss it. Bye. First and second book, 75, Jacobinus, Jeremiah, my words of Mormon and Mosiah, singing this is so fun. Alma, Helam, and Thur, fourth Nephi, Mormon, Ether, and Moroni, learn the teachings of the prophets in the Book of Mormon. Hey, 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 hey!